Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to a new edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stucky. So look, I know you guys are tired of me saying this. I know you guys are even tired of me saying that you're tired of me saying this, <laughs> but this has been one of those seasons that I'm super excited about and I love doing it because I'm talking to people who I've always wanted to interview and just never got around to it for whatever reason. And my guest today is no exception to that. I'm interviewing my friend Shayna Booker, who is an event planner super talented. She did a lot of work with the Sixers. Like we're going to get into her life. But before we do, first off, welcome to the show, Shana. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dexter. So um, before we even get started, I'm going to do a quick game so my viewers can get to know you. So it's just a couple rapid fire questions. So it's like whatever comes to mind, like this is what your answer would be. Okay. All right. So uh, who is the most famous person that you have in your phone right now? The most famous number. Bill Cosby. Okay. <laughs> um, others, but that one still always trips me out, especially now. It's funny because people always say to me, who's the most famous person you've ever met? And I always say Bill Cosby. Like, I, th- I think he is the most famous person that I've ever met, like, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, if you, when you wake up in the morning, what is the very first thing that you do? Open up my phone. Typically, it's because I'm supposed to read my Bible app, but if I'm being honest, I read somebody's text or go to Instagram first. Okay. Now, you you don't you have to answer this question, or if not, like you'll lose all the money in your bank account, right? Okay. Um, if you had to delete an app to save space to take a photo or something like that, would it be your social media app, let's say Instagram slash Twitter, or your Bible app? Like, what, what would you delete? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> well, the same thing is going to be still saying the social media apps. I'm, go- I'm good with that. Instagram and Twitter, so I can still hang on to Facebook and have my Bible app. Good point. But who wants to be on Facebook like that? <laughs> I'm just saying, if I had to, I'm going to lose my money. I can still have some kind of time in social media. Why do you have the Bible app? Why you could just have a physical Bible? Although... I'm- in church, though, the physical Bible is not fun because they'd be like, turn to John chapter. You got to be like sifting through right. words. You start with the Bible books in your head from, from, from Bible study. Like, wait a minute. And the Bible app is popping now. They have daily people like reading daily scriptures and everything. That. So it's more than just the Bible. They have all the devotionals. I do like a one every week, depending on how long it is. I think it's disgusting that I just asked you that question. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it really had me thinking like, Lord, am I going to be honest with this <laughs> All right. So I start every episode off with a personal story about my guests of how I know them. And there's a lot that I could say, like with Shana, we do a podcast together, Mina's House podcast, which um, is wherever you listen to podcasts, every Wednesday and then every Tuesday, it's on YouTube live. So... I should say one of those stories, but because the one thing I give Shane a lot of crap for is because she's always traveling. Like she, <laughs> she's one of those people who works really hard, but then like she like plays really hard because you you do travel a lot. I do, and not as much though. But you will. You not will as much. Call so what does that mean? Not not as much as not as much as before. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but the, the story I actually have for Shannon is something like this one I realized, like, 
I really like this girl. I mean, I've liked you before, but like this happened. I was just like, I can learn some things from her. So we went to this restaurant called Steak 48, right? And they were asking for a drink order. And for whatever reason, at this time, I was not drinking. I was like, oh, I know. So I wasn't drinking, but I, I never forget Shayna ordered St. Germain's, which I've never heard of before. Like, I had no idea what that was. And then I went to St. Lucia, like the very next week, if I'm not mistaken. And I ordered St. Germain's and it changed my life. I think it is the best. It's amazing. <laughs> so I really appreciate you for putting that drink order in so we can learn a thing or two from you about what we should be drinking. Because you know what? I'm I'm one of those people who go to the bar and I'd be like, give me a Long Island iced tea. And, and I watched this TikTok somewhere recently and they're like, well, actually, I wouldn't say Long Island iced tea. I'd probably say tequila and pineapple. Okay, that sounds better. Like I would say Patron, Resposado, and pineapple. Like that's my drink now. Okay, that sounds better because she was sounding like an old person with a Long Island iced tea. But it's weird because like before, I mean, this Patron thing is new. It's like in the last six months or so. But like before, it would definitely be the Long Island iced tea because that's all I knew. Like I, I just know you get it, you get buzzed off or whatever. But now, like after seeing you order that, I'm like, I need to get my palate up. And I've really gotten into like wines and different types of drinks and stuff like that because of you. Thank you. Oh my God. Not that I want to inspire drinking, but I not in drinking. This, this is the thing though. So you can either inspire drinking, which I think all of us are going to do anyway, or you can drink, drink responsibly and then drink with some class. You inspired yeah. me to drink responsibly with some class. Okay, I love it. I, I appreciate it. that. But St. Germain's is expensive too, by the way. Yes, it is very expensive. That's why I order it when I'm out. <laughs> because I feel a little, even though it still makes it, it pricey, I feel a little less hurt in my pocket than just walking in huh. and getting a bottle of it. Yes, it's very expensive. When I went to go, when I got, when I got it in St. Lucia, it was like comp, so I didn't have to pay for it. So I'm like, oh, this is great. But then when I went to go get it in real life. <laughs> it makes you start thinking like, do I need the lunch meat this week? Or do I get the next week? <laughs> but thank you for joining the show today, Shayna. Let's get right into it. So you are currently an event planner, correct? Yes, I am currently the manager of in-person events at a company based in New Jersey. It's called Heroic Public Speaking. We are a training institution for professional speakers, visionaries, CEOs. Uh, so I plan their events. And then I do still do consulting work with a company called PGD Global, which stands for Play Golf Designs. Yes. And they do events all over the country, really. So anything from golf to hospitality events for brands like Ciroc and Crown Royal, um, to concerts, you name it, you know, and when it comes to entertainment and sports, we do a lot of events. And then you also did some work with the Sixers previous. Yeah. So I was with the Sixers for 14 years. I was just talking about this because we know the Sixers are currently in the playoffs. And I said, listen, they can't disappoint me. Y'all already took years of my life, literally. <laughs> so I need y'all. I need my reparations and winning. You should get like an honorary like ring or something like that. I actually did already think about this and I was going to propose that. So it's funny you thought of, you said that too. Because I thought about it the other day. Like if Ben Simmons can get a ring technically this year because he was on the roster, mm -hmm. then I definitely feel like I should get a ring whenever they win <laughs> this year or the that yeah it, it, it's fascinating too though because like when you go to games all the time now but like your lens is so different than most people like you're not there 
like speculating like most of us like you're there you know the players you know the cheerleaders you know the like it's just watching you watch a game is just so different than than other people and it's really fascinating to me yes although i will say the players are getting a little younger yeah (laughs) i'm aging out of them so now it's like i know the coaches Uh check you out but i will say when the sixers joel is always going to be near and dear to me because when when the players come in, we do something called media day. When you first come, you always assign a staff to a player that takes them to their different outposts and everything they have to do. And of course, as I was there longer, I got the big guys, you know, because you just know how to handle them, you know, when they get a little, you know, iffy. And I had Joel and it was the year that he came and he had been had a surgery and he had his boot. And, you know, he was not very happy being a rookie taking pictures with a boot. And I will just say, I'm not going to say any names, but there was a lot of people just didn't know how to handle the situation. People that should know how to handle the situation. And I'm waiting and waiting for them. And I'm waiting there like, what is the problem? All right, let's work this out. Let's work this out. Let's have a deal. And after that day, I haven't seen him personally one-on-one in a while, but after that day, he would be like, oh my God. (laughs) And we were like this, because I felt like he appreciated that. I just was like, I wasn't you know, trying to call him, trying to nothing like, let's get to, to brass tacks or let's move forward. Makes sense. Now, with the event planning business, how did you get into that? Like when you were at Philadelphia University, did you know, like when I graduate out of here, I want to go into event planning? No, it was like one of the things I didn't want to do. Uh-huh. When I started with the Sixers, I came right, I got hired the week of my graduation before I graduated. I must be but I had been interning with the Sixers. So I so again they knew me. A job was opening. I took it. It wasn't a marketing job, but it was a job to get in sports, which a lot of people had to do. It was actually administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got hired and I was working for at the time one of the only two women with a high position in the NBA. And because they knew I wanted to do marketing, the team was a very small staff at the time. So it was like, I did a lot of projects that most assistants probably wouldn't do. So I did marketing projects. There was nobody really focused on events. So I did the events. And then I also did the alumni. So I pretty much had three jobs in one, but the events was a job that I started doing. And then, you know, just continued to progress. And all those things rolled in together with it. The marketing of the event rolled into the event planning, mm-hmm. having alumni at, or players at the event rolled into the event planning, and then it just continued from there once I left the sisters. And it was funny because it was one of those things that I thought I was leaving behind. And it was like, really, it's one of those, you know, you have plans and, and then God laughs. Like, you know. Yes. <laughs> and and now in the event planning business, obviously you were doing it in sports related before with the Sixers and then the other companies golf. So like those still within the sports realm, but now you're not in the sports realm at all. Like mm-hmm. you're in your, it's, you can say public speaking. Mm-hmm. How like how has that been different or has it been different at all? Oh, it's completely different. Okay, it's completely different, and you know, like it, I would say, it's more study. You don't have a lot of variables where in sports, whether it's a player getting hurt or again, even out of sports in the more entertainment hospitality space, you have different celebrities that may or may not attend. Tell you they're going to attend. You book their flights. They don't attend. Like you don't have as many variables in in terms of Hey, speakers, speakers normally are showing up because they, they want to do their gigs. You know, where I work, it, it's, we'll have some people, especially in this COVID time that can't come because of sickness or anything, but it's, it's more consistent of when I set a schedule, when I set the plans, 
these plans are going to remain the same. You know, outside of weather or again, COVID continuing or things like that, it's different. And then the hours are totally different. You know, the hours are more of a nine to five, very structured than, you know, doing a party for a bunch of former basketball players or working with players where, you know, it can be any time of the day. And you mentioned COVID and I'm really curious about this with your, within your industry. Like how did COVID, when COVID hit, you had just started your new position, right? Or like it was around. No, I, was, I was with PGD Global still. At the, and so then you started your new position while COVID had, after COVID had hit. Yes. How was that process? It was really, really scary. Especially yeah. for a I mean, you went through like the first two weeks, it was just like everybody, we're just shocked. You know, the world was shocked. We all never been through that. But then after coming out and they started saying like, this is going to be bad, it's going to be bumps. It was like, am I going to have income? Am I going to be, no granted, like luckily I know I have sales skills. I know I have marketing skills. I know I have these other skills, but again, our company was focused on events. We had so many events planned out. The Julius Irving Golf Classic, this one in Vegas, this, this, and that. And it was like, are we going to be able to keep our sponsors and, you know, that sponsor this event? Because whether it's Delta, this one, this one, they're all being affected. Everyone was affected by COVID. There was yeah. no one that wasn't. Sure. And no industry that really wasn't, I guess, except for Amazon and supermarkets. But they weren't any of our sponsors. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it really was the scariest probably six weeks ever. But I really will say, and kudos, um, you know, to the president over at PGD Global, Nisha Sadaker, we just stumbled upon a great virtual platform and we just started convincing people like this event could still be great not gonna be like the julius irving golf classic that's popping but we started doing different events to service different people and some and really meet some sponsor needs and you know really went to all virtual so thank god for virtual Thank God for the people that invented all these wonderful things like Zoom <laughs> that nobody, I'm not gonna say nobody cared about, but people weren't using not it. Like, not like how we not did. Like they do post COVID. Yeah. So like when you you decided like, you know what, I wanna do something different. I, I wanna step out of the sports world. How did you end up with like public speaking? It just doesn't <laughs> seem like it fits like yeah, as yeah. far as your- <laughs> Yeah of theirs like is she going to be okay because i you know i've been working in sports and entertainment um you know since in my 20s and i'm not ashamed to say how old i am i'm 40 and so it's like the most of my by life by the way i just learned that recently and i still don't believe it <laughs> <laughs> i still don't believe it <laughs> half of my life has been around this like excitement that sports has but I will say with being 40, and I'm not going to blame it on being older, it, it's something to be said about the stability and oneness of, of having something that is, like I said, more steady nine to five. You know, I think COVID changed my perspective on that. Like when I realized like, oh, this is how people live. Y'all going to the gym on a regular hour. Y'all do this. Y'all go to happy hour. Happy hour oh, that's a good point yeah because because with like with, with a game like it's not even going to start until night like you yeah. don't like and then the day is spent prepping for it yes exactly so it was like i think that it was a mental shift in me that was like i might want to do something different something that is now again i still love when I, I even when i go to games i love the excitement of the game i love it you know i am lucky and fortunate to still do consulting work with companies that are still involved with again I just did the NAACP golf tournament in LA so I still have that bit of excitement that way in my life but again I think 
shifting and working with these people and hearing speakers speak on so many different topics and watching them transform and training has also done something in my life that I could have never imagined. It's really funny that you say that too, because like you, you're one of those people to me, you're like one of the queens of streams of income, which I love. <laughs> and like, that's been something that like this year was one of my goals is to like learn more and be more strategic about getting streams of income. And, um, and, and I was like, I don't want to be one of those people that jump into the stock market. Like, I just, I know that that's probably not for me, but I do want to find ways to make more money. And like the consulting piece of it came into play. And it's really funny because my situation is very kind of parallel to yours where like I was working in entertainment and it was fun. It really was very fun, but it's very time consuming too, because yeah. it was like, you have, you literally have like a nine to five, which is like the prep work. And then at night you have to do your other piece of that work. And it's like, it gets to a point where it's not really that enjoyable, to be honest with you. Like going to concerts for a while for me felt like a chore. Now I can't wait to go to one, but it felt like a chore <laughs> to go to a concert because it's like you have, there's expectations of you to do things while you're here. Whereas now, like you go and if there's a drink in your hand, nobody's looking at you sideways. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If I pick up a plate of food at a Sixers game, nobody's like, really? She, she, she's eating right now? Right. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself where, you know, you couldn't really do those things. Although nobody knows ice. He can go get some ice cream and funnel cakes. Sometimes if I knew I ain't had nothing to do in the third, the fourth mm -hmm. quarter, I was speaking and bringing down in the office. The one time I came out, I had the funnel cake stuff still on me. I ain't even know. You, the funny, it's funny that you say that because I remember at events, I would grab something and I would find me a corner and I would eat it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's yeah. just like one of those things like, but now... I'll go to those same events and I can sit down and enjoy the food that I'm eating. I don't have to hide it. I don't have to do it real quick. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I like this. To be, I it really, I do feel like that's for the young kids. Like let the young kids do that. I don't yeah. want to. Do I, and I, I know a lot of people who have been in, in, in the industry for 30, 40, almost 40 years. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, just for me, it was just like, yeah, like I wanted to, I have a lot of friends that like, they'll look to me and be like, you did it. You did. Like I knew I went to a Sixers game I was like 18, maybe not even 18. I might have been 16 or 17. And my mother, because I was obsessed with Allen Iverson. And uh, my mom bought me tickets and we were up in the mess. And I remember saying to her, I seen people walking around it. And I said, I'm going to be one of those people. I was going to ask you, okay. I was like, that's going to be me. So I had friends that's like, but you did your dream. But then I look at them, like I said, and they're doing things and they're meeting for dinners. There were like so many things that I missed. Like, I think yeah. I was telling y'all, even one day I was at church like doing a church event and one of my church members was like I'm so happy you're here and I was confused like I go to this church and she was like no like when you were working at the Sixers you would never be here for stuff like yeah. this because you had games or events and I didn't realize even like the effect it had on people in my life just always being that busy yes now what has been like the biggest like thank God that that's over now, peace for you. Like, I know I, I know there's a lot of things that you miss, obviously, about it, but what has been, like, the biggest, I don't miss this part at all, about the entertainment world, like, part of it? Um, I would only say probably, like, when scandals or something happened. I don't miss that part at all. But then, I think that's my initial thought, but first of all, you know me, we do a podcast together. I love tea. So some of it is, like, I'm like, but I don't really know the inside tea, though. So I do miss knowing that and just not saying nothing. Now, I will say when it comes to you and knowing the inside stuff, like you're really good at it. I, we did a podcast recently 
and we were talking about like brothels or something like that or we we're talking about players oh, yeah. off girls yeah. or something like that yeah. Yeah. and it was so fascinating to me because we we're having this conversation very open dialogue too and you were like yeah this is a very common thing that a lot of these guys do I know the guys who do it I've questioned them about it and I, all of us were like who and like you're the quorum and the way you were just like now I'm not gonna tell you who it is but this is what the situation was and the way you did that was so fat like your PR skills are like top notch like you you give enough but you were like that's all you need to have like out of here. yeah I mean working in this industry and again getting to work with pretty much like a big star like Alan Iverson and you know whether it be uh, we had so many stars that came through the Sixers or just even some of the alumni the big thing that you learn and even down to players that some people don't know their names the big thing that you learn is like the trust is key again even when I go back to the Joel story it was establishing that trust mm-hmm. it's like the trust is the key so you know you don't go and run your mouth specifically about what anybody has done yeah. even again you still see it happen you go to parties and stuff and you're like oh okay so now with your new role as far as like booking clients and and teaching them like the roads when it comes to public speaking if someone was interested in learning more about that like what would you recommend to them so the great thing is i don't have to to book them and i I don't have them well i would say we're having an event like next week where a speaker is coming in but these are more people that are interested in what my two bosses offer and you know so they're coming to us like we don't even do any marketing we don't do any sales they come to us based off of referrals which to me i will say this i've been fortunate and blessed through every company i've been with to work with really amazing people Mm -hmm. and that is amazing to me that for two people in an industry i knew little about to have people that are clinging or not clinging flocking to them and they're not actually putting out any marketing, any advertising, which is why I didn't know about the company, but they're so established in their business. They're thought leaders in that business that people really come to them. You know, my, my boss is a 12 time New York times bestseller on speaking. So, you know, people are seeking them out versus by, you know, versus vice versa. Uh-huh. How did you find out about the company? I'm telling ZipRecruiter, which is funny because it's such a random, like, no, no, shout out to ZipRecruiter, but I just feel like y'all have, like, the most random jobs, don't nobody really know about them jobs, you sometimes don't even know if those jobs is real, and I think I felt like that, but this like, I don't know if this is real, and then they, like, called me the next day, and I'm like, oh, this is a real place, because the description of it was like, really, like, and even the way that they talked about how their culture was, I'm like, I don't know, this might be a prank, but mm-hmm. they are who they say they are, and that's the biggest thing I would say is being involved in places that have, like I said, amazing leaders and their leadership shows through to everything that they do is the best. That's good. Now, at this part of the show, I like to ask my guests, like what's coming up next for them or what are their next plans or goals? What do you, what do you see next happening for Shayna Booker? I think the one thing that is funny is, and when you talk about multiple streams of income, I have been a manager at times as well in between all of these jobs, an entertainment manager. And it was something that I also did not want. I never wanted. And people used to come up to me and they would be like, can you be my manager? And I'm like, why? I don't work with artists. Like I work here at the Sixers. Like people would constantly come to me for it. And I'm like, I don't understand why. And then when I left the Sixers and took this opportunity and at the time thought I had more time, um, you know, I had a good friend who she's a really good friend now asked me and she's like, 
you know, we watch the way that you are and you manage these players and you do this. And I really think that you can help me in my career. So it was one of those things I'm like, okay, this is the sixth person that's approached me. People must see something in myself that I don't see. Yeah. Um, so I took on her. I took on another very good friend of mine. Um, and then I started having so many people that were asking me to be their, their manager. And I will say, if I look back in my career and things I've done and anything that I feel like I quote unquote failed or didn't do my best at, that is one thing. Um, because I did feel like I didn't have the time to really commit to the artist like I needed to. Like I was shuffled between so many places. And, um, but it's something that always comes back. And it's something that, you know, keeps coming up. And, you know, people always say to me, you need to start your own company. You need to do this. Again, even when I first left the Sixers, I had questioned like, well, I do work with a lot of players. Should I work to, you know, a lot of players have different managers. So I feel like in my future, it's something that's calling me. I don't know why I'm not scared of many challenges that I'm just not fully embracing it. Like I've embraced it. I got a, a website domain. I haven't created a website. But if Dex, if you said to me, I need my website created, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna work on it right now. So I feel like I'm holding myself back from that a little bit. But I would say that that's probably what's next. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's just like, I feel like there is something with you that I feel like is really like you could help people. I know that I could be helped by you. So like when you do start your management company, I should hire you to manage me. I think you like, you just have a really good way with people. Like a hundred, like it's, you give a hundred percent to people, which is crazy. Cause I think the flip side is that you got to give a hundred percent to you now. And to start this, because there are so many people, especially in Philadelphia, that I think will really benefit from from you and your services and the work that I know you can provide, me included. Thank you. Thank so you. Keep yeah. me, so keep me in the back burner when you do it. Just send me a message. I got you. <laughs> all right. And then finally, I asked all my guests to provide a puzzle piece. Now, this could be a quote, a mantra, just something that you live by. I think for me, is definitely just to treat people how you want to be treated. I feel like that, you know, in my family, I feel like that in my relationships, and I definitely feel like that in business. I've come a lot across a lot of people, celebrities, employees, different people that I feel like don't necessarily follow that. And then I've come across people that I've seen either do that or do it and exceed it. And it makes such a difference in the relationship. I think it makes a difference in some of these celebrities. I look at their careers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really big thing that I like live by. And I, I never want to be the person that treats someone wrong. I'll actually even say this is the last thing. My one, my last boss that I work with at PGD Global, one of the reasons that she actually came to me with the opportunity was she said that we met at a game. I kind of remembered meeting her because it was like really fast and it was through Julius Irving. But she said, that's what it was. She said, you were so busy. You were doing so many things, she said. And in that moment, you could have just been short. Just be, and she said, and I would have understood it, like working in the business. Right. She said, but you made sure you take the time to be kind. And she was like, and that just stood out to me, like when I watched how you work. And, I, and it was something, again, unconscious, because I think I just live by that mantra. Like, I don't want to show up somewhere and somebody treats me halfway because it's going to stick with me. Okay, and now- I you. Now that makes me think about something else. I won't say the person's name, okay. but um, <laughs> have you ever had an experience? <laughs> have you ever had an experience with a public figure, celebrity, or whatever, who did not treat you the right way? And then also, have you ever had an experience with, like, you know how they say, like, don't meet your idols? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an experience where you met an idol? 
that you like loved or like you know liked or whatever and they were like after you met them you were like I can't like this person anymore um I definitely had people that definitely treated me very rudely and I will say unfortunately it was mainly women <laughs> <laughs> the, the person I was thinking about is a woman you're talking about it is it's two and they are both like everybody doesn't have a Kobe Bryant story you have a Kobe Bryant story yeah that is that's amazing to me and I would say my biggest again basketball was Allen Iverson and that is to me always my greatest gift that I think is being that little girl sitting in the stands having loving him so much I would take pictures with his cutouts to going to work with him and then work alongside with him and I will never forget I used to always say when he retires I'll be done and he retired and I was able to do his retirement ceremony. So like, and I have so many amazing stories about so many amazing people there, but to me, like just knowing the full circle of ha- being a fan of somebody like that, like it just was amazing. Have you ever thought about like writing a book or anything? Y'all want no tea. I can't tell no tea. But I just even- be like Corinne Steffens and be using like just scripture or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, like even, even the Kobe Bryant story, like stories like that, I- to me, like when you said it, like I felt it. I got a little emotional. Like that was like that's a big deal just to know that one, it speaks to his character too. And it's a personal story that a person has with a public figure that like speaks to their character in a positive way. And I don't I feel like we don't get that a lot. Like we get like the negative, I think, will come out a lot. And then like, you know, he's no longer here. So people tend to kind of be a little bit more positive, but just hearing you say that and knowing you had that story in your back pocket. I don't know. I feel like there's stories that should be told. Yeah, 
definitely could be some some stories. Plus, plus, you're working with public speakers now who are seeking you <laughs> out. So, like, if you put these people's names out there, like, what are they gonna do? Get mad? Like, what can they do? I'll never say anything like demeaning anyone because I definitely have stories. It's a guy, first of all, working with guys is crazy and it's exciting. And then working with girls a long time with guys is even crazier and exciting. <laughs> and, and everybody in the whole mix is crazy. And, and again, it's, it's it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I when sometimes when I think about and I have moments in life where I question things, I do think about like how blessed I have been, yeah. you know, in my career and the things that I've done and been able to do. And I can never take any of those back. But I'm still trying to think about it. I really love because I really love Tupac and I ain't never get to meet him. So I guess that's that's it for me. So. <laughs> well, you're also so young. Like you you would have been too Tupac was killed while you were like in I was 15, he was 10 years older than me. So oh, yeah. Yeah, 51. Oh, RIP. But I had a bet with everybody in school. I was gonna meet him by the time I was 21. You know, somebody wrote me on Facebook the other day. I was like, Listen, first of all, I renege because he died. So I didn't even have an opportunity. Not my fault. Not my fault. I don't owe y'all nothing. You, it's it's funny too. Usually I'm like I'm done with the show by now, but like I feel like with you I could talk forever. Well, we already know we like the same person. It's, it's ridiculous. We don't stop talking. <laughs> but I will say I think it's funny that when you claim somebody that you're going to meet or whatever, and then you actually do it, like the excitement that you have is big. But then you realize that like, you've built this up so much for other people. Like I met Ashanti, right? And people, you would think like, I think that people care more about me meeting Ashanti than me getting married. Like people <laughs> like, it was just like, it's like this thing that you, people who from high school knew that, that I was interested in meeting her. And then you grow up and you meet this person and it's just like, you claimed it and you you manifested that and you made it happen. And that's literally what you did with Alan Iverson, which I think is amazing. And, well, I shouldn't say it, but I you talk to people who are very close to him consistently now. Please, you can tell that you can tell people. I talked to his mother. She said, I'm her goddaughter. She has adopted me as a goddaughter. <laughs> and again, one of the things treat people as you want to be treated is how when we first met, she just says, you know, people get treated different ways, especially families. And she just said, like, you know, everybody didn't treat her the best, or they treat you a certain way because they want something from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can usually pick that up. But I never was that way with her. And then we just clicked and now her and my mom is friends and they tell me they're gonna meet in Virginia one day so it's great <laughs> I think that's amazing though like so like we have a podcast and and, and Shannon talks about she's like oh I'm doing something she'll say I'm doing something with, with Mama Iverson and for me I'm just like she says this stuff so like cavalier and like nonchalant they're like this is a really big deal you're talking to Alan Iverson's mother like that is huge and for you it's like this is my friend essentially she's another one she's another one that has a great story and that's probably in my management that's my next is we're going to get her story told good it needs to be told Shana, I hundred. I thank you again for doing the show. I strongly suggest that you lean into this management role, especially the year's getting ready to end. So, like maybe next year, like you can like start it. And if you need somebody to like be like a guinea pig to start working on, like I'm available. All right. All right. Um, but seriously, thank you again for, for your time today. Like this was incredible. Like I knew that it would be, and I'm sure that even if nobody gets any ideas of what to do career wise, I can guarantee you they're entertained or inspired by you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Industry Friends. Hey guys, Industry Friends is now on Instagram at Industry Friends. So after you rate the show, subscribe to the show, repost the show, review the show, and tell your friends about it, follow us on Instagram at Industry Friends. Industry, Industry Friends. friends.